I am the Lord, your life giver. I am the Lord, your life giver. Sickness is limited death. It is not life. And God didn't put sickness on you. He said, if you obey his word, he would put none of these sicknesses upon you, nor plagues. That's not God's work. God's work is to redeem, to return you to the state you were in, not only to give you healing, but so that you could live in divine health, spirit, soul, and body. Let me give you another one. I am, I am the Lord, your life giver, my life giver. The breath, your Bible says, of every living thing is in the hand of the Lord. Now, that's for a lot of folks fighting against the spirit of COVID. The breath of every living thing is in the hand of the Lord, and he is the Lord, your life giver. John 10, 10, the thief came. Here's how you can identify. The thief came to kill, steal, and destroy. But hear Jesus, hear him say, but I am come that you might have life and life more abundantly, sufficient in quantity, but superior in quality. I don't know if I want to leave this or not. I am the Lord, your life giver. Oh, here, Rotherham's translation. I am Yahweh, Whew. thy physician. Lord, no one thinks anything about calling the physician, going to the physician, taking the advice of the physician taking the prescription of the physician. You are our physician. Come to us now, Lord. Make, make a home visit right there. Make your presence known. And we receive you as our physician. We submit to receive the prescription, you sent your word. And as we receive your word, we receive medicine. And we take it. We take it, Lord. We receive it. You are our life giver. Life, come. Death, go. Pain, go. You bore all our sicknesses. You carried all of our pain. Heal now, Jesus, the tormented mind. I rebuke that fear. I command it to loose its hold on you. And go and never return. Blessed be the holy name of God forever. I'm teaching you I want you to understand the basis for what I'm doing. I am teaching you step by step, line on line, precept on precept, 
I'm teaching you with great specificity, with, with great intention. I'm teaching you. I am in the apostolic office, which means there are times God uses me in the prophetic. There are times God uses me pastorally. There are times that God uses me for sure as the evangelist. There are times when God says to me, teach the people. And so he said to me three weeks ago now, you say, well, how long will you do it? I'll do it until he gives me other direction. Always remember this. When God tells you to do something, tell, do it until he tells you something different. <laughs> Hallelujah. Do you know why I specifically want to teach you? I'm going to reveal it to you right now. If you've got a Bible, you can turn to it. Mark chapter 6, verses 5 through 7. Here's what your Bible says. He, meaning Jesus, could do no miracles there. Listen to this. Except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. <laughs> Wait. Do, do you get the, the psyche of Jesus? He, he, the Bible says he, 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 he couldn't do any miracles there. So he just laid his hand on some sick folks and healed them. <laughs> That's how common it is to Jesus, my dear precious one, suffering so much right now. I feel your pain. I rebuke it. I command that pain. Stop it. That's enough. You migraine headache. You arthritic pain. You kidney stones. I rebuke pain at its root. As Jesus cursed the fig tree, so I curse that pain at the root and command it to wither up and die. Take your hands off God's property. So he couldn't do much, what he's saying, but heal folks. So he laid his hands on them. Why? Point of contact. And he healed them. Watch. And he was amazed because of their unbelief. Wait a minute. It says Jesus couldn't do anything there. Miracles. Just lay his hands on a few folks and healed them. But he doesn't say anything about himself. He gives the reason he was amazed because of their unbelief. Now, get this, get this down. There's a difference in doubt and unbelief. I'm going to let you see law that a moment. There's a difference between doubt and unbelief. Well, this is interesting. He says, because of their unbelief. He didn't say because of their doubt. The difference between doubt and unbelief is this. Doubt says, I wonder if it could be. 
Unbelief says, it is not. Jesus can work even through doubt. He cannot work through unbelief. Teaching destroys unbelief. So when he was amazed, continue the verses, when he was amazed at their unbelief, he had a response. He went to every surrounding village teaching. Teaching. So what destroys unbelief? Teaching. Telling you that he, God, is your physician, that he is your life giver, that he is your healer, that he is your savior, that Galatians 3.13 says he is your deliverer. I rebuke every addictive spirit, sexual addiction and perversion, the torment of wantonness, the affliction of alcohol and drug addiction, I rebuke you. Nicotine addiction, I rebuke you. I rebuke anything that you feel you can't live without except Jesus. Clear the stage. Hallelujah. Well, I need more time. No, you need more Jesus. Well, well, I, I need a break. No, you need more Jesus. Well, well, I need more hours in the day. Everybody has 24 of them, just like you. Brother Summerall taught me that. I made the mistake of telling him once, I need more time. He said, well, they're not making any more of it, and you've got as much of it as anybody else, 24 hours in every day. Amen. Oh, the little things we get tripped up by. I want to teach you. I heard when I said mercy's name, I heard God tell me to say this for you. You right there. Lord, have mercy. <laughs> I was in a situation a few days ago and I just pulled my car over and threw it in park. And I said, I, I don't even have the words to pray. I prayed in the Holy Ghost for a while. And then I ended up just saying, Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Jesus Christ, the anointed one and his anointing, yoke-destroying, burden-removing. The first thing that you have to do to set yourself in alignment for divine healing is you must speak the Word of God. You must speak the Word of God, and then you must pray for divine healing. Now, if some folks don't understand that there are different kinds of prayer to use in different circumstances. We're talking about divine healing. One of the prayers you must learn to pray to receive divine healing, walk in divine health, spirit, soul, and body, is this. 
the prayer of faith. Say it out loud. Type it in there. Come on. You guys aren't commenting enough. You're not talking to me enough. Talk to me. Come on. I'm an audience participation preacher. Talk to me. Amen a little bit. Stir yourself up. Come on. Break up that foul ground. Let the seed of the word of God permeate through the hard, callous surface of mental reasoning and be deposited deeply within your human spirit there. When that seed of the word dies, it'll spring forth and bear fruit, not of human reasoning, but by the spontaneous regenerative power of the Holy Spirit and God's word in your life. The prayer of faith. Here's what the prayer of faith is. Romans 4.17. First of all, when I speak about the prayer of faith, I'm talking about a prayer that refuses to take no for an answer. You understand? It refuses to take no for an answer. As it is written, Romans 4.17, I have made you a father of many nations. Speaking of Abraham, before God, whom Abraham believed and who raises the dead, watch this, and who prays the prayer of faith. How? Calling those things that do not exist as though they did. Now, look, some people get really, really hung up on this. And, and it, it's, it stifles their ability to walk in divine healing, divine health, spirit, soul, and body because they believe a lie. They believe that if they say, how are you when you have pain in your right elbow, that you're not speaking the truth. No, what you're speaking The fact is you have pain in your elbow. Nobody denies that at all. But what we do deny is the ability of that pain, which is foreign to your body, to remain. So we're calling those things that be not as though they are. So rather than say, I've got so much pain, we say, That pain, we suffer you to go. You have no right to remain here. And by the stripes of Jesus, I was and therefore I am now healed. Do you understand the difference? Of course, it was a fact. I can show you the pictures of it. (laughs) I had cancer covering that vocal cord. That was a fact. But then I trumped the fact with the truth because God's word said, I was healed. So whose report are you going to believe? You see, the second kind of prayer you must learn to pray is the prayer of agreement. This is the year 2022. 2022. If there was ever a year of agreement, this is it. It is also a year that only occurs once every seven years, and there's a date coming up this coming month that only occurs once every how often? Every hundred? One time a century. 
2222. And on that day, we're going to have the most powerful prayers of agreement. You're going to join me live on February the 22nd, 2022. Well, I'll tell you more about it later. But the prayer of agreement is where one plus one does not equal two. Jesus said, one plus one in agreement equals three. For whithersoever two or three of you gather together in my name, there am I. If any two of you agree, touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them. Matthew 18, 18 to 20. Here are the words of Jesus. Truly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you that if any two of you, I'm agreeing with you tonight, right now, in Jesus' name, whatever we agree on earth about, touching anything, it shall be done for them. Who? You and me. Jesus said, by my Father who is in heaven. Now, this is either true or it's not. We might as well throw our Bibles in a pile, light them on fire, and have a weenie roast and go home. Come on. Believe God's word. Type it in again. Don't beg God. Don't beg God. Don't beg God. Live by God's word. God, Jesus promised Whatever you and I would ask in agreement, he would give it to us. Our Father would give it to us who is in heaven. Verse 20, for where two or three are assembled together in my name, Jesus said, here's how one and one equals two. There I am in the midst. So you and me in agreement brings the presence of God. Listen to this. We're talking about how to pray the prayer of agreement. Now I want to talk to you about praying in the name of Jesus Christ. Watch this now. John 15, 16, Jesus said, you didn't choose me, I chose you. Hallelujah. Somebody said, I found the Lord. He wasn't lost and you wouldn't have known where to look. But I choose you chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. Here it is. That the Father may give you whatever you ask him in my name. I told you I was going to build your faith. Jesus said, the Father will give it to you when you ask it in his, Jesus Christ's name. It gets even more powerful. John 14, 13 and 14. Listen to this. I will do. Now, stop right. Is that in the affirmative? Is there a question mark anywhere in there? Why do we do this to God's word? Why do we rape it and pillage it of its power? My words are spirit, God said. Jesus said, they are life. Here are the words in red in your Bible. I will do whatever you ask in my name that the Father may be glorified in the Son. 
For if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. I mean, how much evidence do you need? Don't forget to February 22nd, 2022, a night of repentance, revival, restoration, a night of release just for you. Get ready for it. God is about to do it. You must read and confess word, God's word every day. You must pray. You must pray the prayer of agreement. You must pray the prayer of faith. You must pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Are you with me? I heard you shout amen, amen, amen. Do you know Jesus? I, no, I didn't ask you if you knew about him. Do you know him? Are you acquainted? Has he washed your sins away? Has the burden of your own separation from God ever gone so high above you that you couldn't lift up yourself by reason with the weight thereof? Let me tell you, dear hurting lonely soul, I'm not talking about going to church or reading your Bible. I, I'm talking about when God Almighty himself invade your life and makes you a new creature. We want to pray with you. If you want to accept the Lord Jesus right now, I'm hearing a siren outside the property right now as I'm speaking to you. It's rushing somewhere. It's a signal of danger. Something's wrong. Something needs fixed. Someone may be dying. They may never make it to the hospital. What if the siren came to your house tonight? Well, the tragedy wouldn't be that you might leave this planet and breathe your last. The tragedy would be that you'd spend eternity separated from God. Right now, open up your heart. Right now, say, Lord Jesus Christ, I accept you as my Savior. Forgive my sins. Give me eternal life. I will live for you as you show me how. Amen. I love you. I pray for you now. I sense God's presence so strong. I have been for the last 40 minutes. I almost don't want to do anything but just sit here and reach out my left hand that God put his healing power in, in 1979, the Adams Mark Hotel in Indianapolis, Indiana. I pray for you now. As Mother Parsley would lay her hands on you and pray for you according to God's word, I pray for you now. No anointing ever leaves the earth as Brother Sumrall would lay hands on you, as Howard Carter, as Amy Simple McPherson, as, as Jack Coe and A.A. Allen and so many, Dr. Lester Sumrall and Dr. Oral Roberts and my dear, dear friend, R.W. Shambach, I speak healing to you now. Just receive it. Your job's not to create it. Your job's not to do it. 
Your job is just to receive it. Receive healing right now. In your body, in your mind, let every tormenting spirit leave you now. May the peace of God flood your entire being. In Jesus' name, I ask you to do it, Father, knowing that you have said whatever we would ask you in Jesus' name, you would do it. Oh, hallelujah. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I want to invite you to tell someone in your life about the podcast. Hope you'll do it today. Head on over to iTunes and leave a review. Share it on your social networks for me. Really helps me get the word out. I'd love for you to connect with me on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. No easier way for me to minister to you every day and throughout the day and for us to join together in faith as God moves in and through your life. You can find links to all my pages at rodparsley.com. God bless you now, and I hope you'll listen again soon.